that's online. We appreciate you listening, and we pray that the word that has been brought forth uh, and the word that will be brought forth today will be a blessing to your soul. And even to those that are locally here, we thank God for you all as well. And to those online, we've um, been talking about, and as she's preparing to come, we've been talking about making preparations for those things that are upcoming uh, that's going to hit the economy and need to be making preparations. Uh, there are some businesses that are going under. Uh, there are some other places that, that have some problems, and financially a lot of people are struggling, but things are getting worse. And so we need to make sure, and we want to make sure that some of the teachings that we've been getting on uh, Wednesdays, that you all also receive that teaching to make preparation for what's going to come up in the next year or the next uh, half of the year, or now even down to 2021, because we are presently in a recession, and we will enter into a worse uh, situation. So we, we want to advise each one of you to make sure that you, you put some things back, put some canned goods back, put some money back, and, and after a while your money won't have no value anyway. But we want to make sure you make those preparations uh, so that when things hit, that the people of God won't, won't be in a struggle or be in a place of hardship. And we definitely want to pass that on. And, you know, and during that time, Joseph, he uh, basically, he dealt, he dealt with, with, with the country there that in, in Egypt preparing. But we also have to realize that we all are a Joseph. We all need to make preparations to be that Joseph so that people that may come, uh, that have a need not only physically but spiritually as well, they will be able to come to your table or to your storehouse and receive the things of God that they need physically as well as spiritually. So be that Joseph individually. Uh, uh, Joseph was positioned. He was placed there, and he had to go through many things in order to uh, be able to, to bless and be there for the people of God. And, and not only was the people of God, but was, it was for the entire whole world. And that was a global uh, famine. And, and where it looks now, we're probably going to end up in another global famine. So we want to make sure that we're in place. And we want to make sure that we're doing the things that God has instructed us to do. It is it's very important that, that we do that. Uh, sometimes we, we, we think that people are not listening, but you'd be surprised at the responses that we are getting in regards to people making preparations for uh, things that's upcoming, how they are uh, basically making provisions for their own families, uh, and then people that are spreading the word. So it's, it's very important that we also do likewise. It's, it's, it's very important. But we are thankful that, that you are there on the online community. We, we appreciate your responses. Uh, we got a call, I think it was the day before yesterday, and some young lady that we always send DVDs to that even though she attends an, another uh, church, she, she, what she does is she sends uh, um, uh, uh, offering here to the church, and, and she was saying she felt like she was getting cut off, that she wasn't getting all of the word and uh, or couldn't figure out what she was talking about. But then I did realize, Dr. Mellon said, when he thought that when I was preaching that uh, God was delivering the word, that when we was winding down, he was pushing the button and he was cutting it off. And so she was saying, where is the rest of it? And so, uh, and, and I'll tell you how old point God is. One of the messages that the Lord delivered 
And that was about a man that gave his testimony to us that when we had some problems with the heating, he shared about his, his mom, who's in her 80s now, that how she had 21 tumors. And she had went through the stem cell and, and how God supernaturally healed her from those 21 tumors. And there was a lady, a, a friend of this lady that, that's connected with the ministry, has the same problem. And so, therefore, she passed that on to her because this particular lady was having the same problem. She has tumors, and she was getting ready to go into the stem cell to, to get that taken care of in her body. So it was just a blessing. So she passed her DVD on to her, but then she wanted one for herself because she continually listened to it, she says, so she can get it all. But at this time, we're going to go ahead and, and, and bring forth the Word of God, and, and we believe in and trust in God that he will give us a mighty word, a continuation of the 300 selected. So this is part two. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Good morning, church. Thank God for being able to stand this morning. How many of y'all love the Lord? Amen. How many of y'all ready for victory? Amen. Let's go to the book of uh, Judges. The book of Judges, chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. Once again, we're short in the, uh, short in the uh, technology room, so we won't be having the scriptures up on the <clears throat> monitor today. But God's going to work that out too. Amen? <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you this morning as humbly as we know how. Father, as I decrease and allow you to increase in my life, Father, I ask that all of us that are in here and the Those that are hearing throughout the world today, Father God, through our technology and our media, I ask, Lord, that they will also open up their ears, allow their spirit to dwell, the spirit of the living God to dwell within them, Father, so that they may have the ears to hear what you are saying to your church. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen once again. Amen. Amen. The title of our message today is 300, Part 2 known as the victory. How many of y'all want victory in life? Amen. Amen. If you want victory in life, say it like you mean it. How many want victory in their life? Because the enemy within has stomped on us long enough. The foolishness of Christianity has stomped on us Long enough, and it's time to allow the Word of God to be placed in the anointing and to be activated in our lives. Do you all agree with that? It does no good to have the Word and not place that Word in the anointing. We talked about that last week. That's what we've been missing. We've been missing placing the word. We've been hearing the word, but, and we've been using the word, but we haven't been placing it 
in the anointing. And the only way that it's going to work is that this word is placed in the anointing. That's why God gives us the anointing, because that's where our power comes from. Amen? The book of Judges says, last week we talked about 300, the selected. And we talked about how 32,000 warriors were to go to battle. God said this too many. Because if I allow you to do this, you're going to think you did it. So tell all the cowards to go home. So he said, all those that are in fear and afraid, all those that are cowards, he said, send them home. Send them home. 22,000 out of 32,000 left. There's a message in that church. That it ain't how big the dog is, but it's how big the dog's heart is. 22,000 left what we call the church that was supposed to go to battle. Left 10,000. God said, still, that's too many. Then he started talking about the ones that he wanted, and he narrowed it down to 300. And when we count the number, we know that it ends up as a 3, because 3 plus 0 plus 0 equals 3, and it means the resurrected man. See, only those that have been resurrected in the Spirit of God can go into the true kingdom of God. This ain't got nothing to do with church, because, see, we're supposed to be the church. This has everything to do with the kingdom of God that's inside of us. Amen? So watch what happens here. Because we're going to a place of victory. He says here in Judges 7, verses 8. Are we there? Let's write. He said, so the people, that's them 300. That was with Gideon. Gideon means warrior. That's that warrior spirit at us. He said, so the people, they took victuals, which are provisions, they took it in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man, unto his tent, sent home, and retained those 300 men, those who had been resurrected in the spirit, and the host of the Median, of Median was beneath him, Gideon, in the valley. Now, we talked about the word median or medianites being strife and contention. Notice that strife and contention is beneath us in the valley. God wants us to stand on that strife and that contention. He doesn't want us to allow it to stand on us. And too many of us are allowed. Strife, contention, depression, and all of these things to stand on us instead of we standing on it. Amen? Amen? So the word says, now, I need for you to do something here. First of all, I need for you to take victuals 
with you. Provisions, which is the word of God. In other words, when you go to war in the spirit realm, you need to take the spirit and the word of God with you. Because if you don't go there with the word in the anointing, guess what's going to happen? We're going to be defeated. And that's why we as Christians, so many times we become defeated Christians because we're not taking the right provisions with us. You see, we think that God has become what we call a Santa Claus dad. We think that it's God's blessing us when he gives us all these material things. No, that could be the devil blessing you. And it could be the devil blessing me. You understand what I'm saying? Because to have things and not have the wisdom to appropriate those things correctly is a dangerous thing. Very dangerous. Because what? It take you away from God. And any time that we go away from God, we're doomed for destruction. Amen? He said, now, this is what these people do. I need for you to take provisions. I need for you to take them where? In your hand which is the power that God has given you. See, we need to be able to take the word of God in the power, in the anointing that God has given each and every one of us. But he didn't stop there. He said they need to take the trumpet too, didn't he? See, see, that trumpet is the representation of the sounding of the truth. Remember we talked last week about how Gideon... He was hiding. He was working the word, but he wasn't working it in the anointing. He was working it by the wine press, not in the wine press. See, see, the only way you're going to get the anointing is to go through some things. I don't think you heard me. I say the only way you're going to get the anointing is going to have to be squeezed and pressed out of you. That's why the Bible tells us in the book of uh, 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 Acts, 1422, that we ought to confirm the souls of the saints and exhort them at all times. Why? Because through much tribulation, much suffering, much strife, much contention do we enter into the kingdom of God. See, it's got to be squeezed, pressed, the wine press. See, this word got to be worked in the wine press, in the anointing in the things that we go through. That's why he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. That's why in order to hear the word, you got to have a preacher. And how can he preach unless he's been sent? Oh, it's a lot that can orotate real good, make it sound. But the Lord says, study and make yourself approved so that you will be able to see. He said, put some of this eye salve on your eyes so that you can See, and when you see it, don't be afraid to speak it. Don't be afraid of that, because that's what you are, spokesman of God. See, we don't want to challenge the false doctrine and the false religion and all that. See, see, because we don't, we don't want to make no waves. Well, I was born to make waves. I was born to start trouble. You understand what I'm saying? God did not save my soul for me to make peace. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace, but I come to bring a sword, which is a word to you that's going to cause you 
hate me, but it's also going to cause you to see your corruption and what's causing your corruption, which is sin. Amen? So they took, they took, they took, they took the word of God, victuals. They took the trumpet of God, the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sent all the rest of them home. And these Midianites were beneath them in the valley. And verse 9 says, and it came to pass the same night. You know, during that time when you're in adversity, God said it comes to pass during that same time that all of this stuff is going on in your life that the Lord said unto him, do what? Arise. When a plane hits turbulence, it goes above the turbulence and it levels out. You see, if you stay down in the valley without the word of God in the anointing, then there's always going to be turbulence in your life that's causing problems for you. But if you're down in there with the word of God in the anointing, that something about the word of God rises us above the turbulence, even though the turbulence is still there. Amen? Amen? Because the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Not some, but all understanding. And God's our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, I'm here to talk to you about Jesus. I'm not here to talk to you about the Christmas season or the things that God is going to bless you with. No, I want God to bless your soul with a thing called salvation. Because that's the only thing that's going to get us through what we're going through and what we have to go through in this life. Amen? So, he said, now I need for you to arise. Before you go down, we got to go up. And then he said, get thee down unto the host. For I, the Lord says, have delivered it into thine hand, which is into thine power. And verse 10 goes on to say, but if thou fear to go down. Mm. Now, remember I told you in the beginning last week, we read in the Bible where Gideon was a coward because he was hiding the word of God, the wheat. From the Midianites, the strife, the despair that was in his life because of the way he looked at himself. See, he looked at himself as being of the smallest tribes. He looked at himself as being unworthy. But then God said, I'm with thee. First of all, he wants us to know that he's with us. No matter what you're going through, no matter what we're going through, God say, I'm with you. That's the first thing he told him, right? And then he called him out and gave him his identity. He said, thou mighty man of valor, mighty man of integrity, mighty man of war, mighty man of everything. Look, you got all that in you, and not only that, but I'm with you. Amen? It's a good thing to know that God is with you, see. It's when we don't know that God is with you. You know, you can get so dark sometimes till it just don't seem like God is with you. Things can get so dark. 
But how many of y'all know that the Lord is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet? And sometimes you might not can see the light, but you can always see that lamp because that lamp is there to get you to your next step. The light is always there, but sometimes we're going through such a nighttime season that we can't look up to see the light because the light is out there. It's a guidepost. It's like a lighthouse. It's, it's a place where we're trying to get to. You understand? Mm-hmm. See, this plane called House of Destiny is being flown, and we're trying to fly it and land it heaven bound. That's what we're trying to do. This thing has gotten real serious, you know. And all around us we see that there's so much foolishness in Christendom until, you know, people are just dying inside. It's something that Minister Vernon, you said this morning, that struck me. It was powerful. Man, got powerful revelation. He said, look here. He said, it's one thing to come to church. It's one thing to come here. But it's another thing to be with this. Because if you with this, then that means that we're part of the body. And we're going at this thing come hell, come high water. We're with it. When times get tough, we're with it. When we don't like what's going on, we're still with it. I don't divorce my wife when I don't like what she's doing. She don't divorce me when she don't like what we I'm doing. We're working it out, right? I'm talking real up in here. I'm talking real up in here. That's what everybody already preaching out this pulpit should be doing. They should be preaching real and not this Santa Claus religion that they got out of here because people are dying and going to hell and blaming it on God because of what leadership is doing. And it's wrong. It's wrong. He said, but, verse 10 said, but if thou fear to go down, mm-hmm, he still knew that Gideon had some fear in him. He still knows that we still got some fear in us. Amen? Amen. Yeah. He still know that. But watch what he said. This is what I like. Verse 10 goes on and say. But if you fear to go down, I want you to go with Fura, thy servant, down to the host. Did you know that that word Fura means branch, and the branch is Jesus Christ? Did you not know that? Well, that's what it is. If you're scared to go, he said, that's all right. Go with Christ, and it'll, it'll happen. If you're scared to go down and fight that strife in your life, if you're scared to go down and fight that addiction in your life, whatever it is, because it's a myriad of addictions. Everybody addicted to something. But if you're scared to deal with it, take Christ with you. In other words, take the word. Ain't Christ the word? Take the word in the anointing and go and challenge that thing. Take the word in the anointing and challenge that thing. Take the word in the anointing and challenge that thing. And it'll get off you. 
it'll get off you when you start speaking back to it. Now, you can quote all the scriptures you want to, but until you're working out of that anointing, it's going to keep still bothering. But when Christ got tired of the devil, like I told you last week, Christ stopped saying it is written, and he said it is spoken, it is said. He spoke to that demon minister, and that demon got, got gone. I know that's bad English, bad grammar, but it's all right. You understand what's going on here. Go to Jeremiah 33:15 in lieu of the branch. Jeremiah 33 verses 15. Say amen when you get there, please. Watch this. Talking about that branch, pure. In those days, what days? And at that time, those days and at that time when you're going through whatever it is you're going through, like right now, like right now, he says, I will call, will I cause the what? There it is. The branch of righteousness to grow up unto who? Unto David. A lot of stuff there. And shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. Well, what he's talking about here, did you not David is the beloved of God? Do you not know the beloved of God is your saved soul? Think about it. I say, do you not know that the beloved of God, you are the apple of God's eyes. Your David is the beloved of God. It represents the soul that's been saved in the eyes of God. This is a spiritual teaching. This ain't hype. This real here. This is that thing, that anointing that's going to take us where we need to go in this thing. And we got to think about it. We got to eat on it. We got to digest it. We got to allow God's spirit to show us what he's talking about here. And then we got to exercise it. We have to exercise it, people. He said, if you're scared to go, you can go back to Judges. If you're scared to go, then you got to understand that you can take Christ with you, Fuhrer, which is thy servant. Ain't he our servant? Didn't Christ serve us and still serving us today? And go down to that host. Because he's already said, battle is not yours. It's mine. You don't have to worry about it. All I need you to do is just go down. And take me with you. I'll handle it. That's what God is trying to tell us. Go on now. In verse 11 of Judges. Chapter 7 verse 11. It's going to stay right in the area. <coughs> he said. And thou shalt hear what they say. And afterward shall thine hands be strengthened. To go down unto the host. Then he went down with Pura. Christ. His servant unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. Here are instructions here. This is what God's saying us for us to do now. We need to go and place our ear and hear what the devil is saying and the enemy is saying against us. Because the enemy is plotting something against all of us. And we need to know what it is that the enemy is plotting against us. So he said, now you need to go down and you need to In other words, we need to listen 
to what's going on inside of ourselves, church. And we need to understand that everything that we tell ourselves is not good. And we've got to learn to decide what is and what isn't. And the only thing that we can do to do that is we've got to really be on cue about what the enemy is saying to us. Because the enemy is talking to all of us in here at some point in time, every day. Sometimes all day. Sometimes it comes in like rain. You know how rain comes in easy at first? We call it monsoon in the military, in the jungle. We call it monsoon. You see, first thing it does is it starts coming in slow. But it don't stop. It just keeps on coming. And it speeds up 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 and it speeds up. And the next thing you know, you're in a deluge. And you flood it out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God, we're talking about 300 today, part two, the victory. Everybody wants victory. But how many of y'all know victory comes with a price? It just don't come easy. Victory comes with a price. And Christ paid that price. He says, now, you need to go down there and you need to hear what's going on down there. And verse 12 says, and the, we're in Judges, the seventh chapter. I'm at the twelfth verse right now, sis. And the Midianites could see you. And the Midianites, that's the strife, the contention, and all of that stuff. And look who was with them, the Amalekites, Jesus Christ. Who are they? You know who they are? They are also known as the dwellers in the valley. See, the Amalekites are the dwellers in the valley. Strife, contention, and all of that, those Midianites, that's what they represent. That strife and all of that contention in your life, hear me good. What happens is, is that it brings on these Amalekites. See, <clears throat> they're already down in there in the valley. And what strife, contention, and all of that does, poverty, not having enough and all that, see, it drags you down. And when you go down in there, when the Midianites grab you and pull you down off in there, when the strife in your life, when the contention in your life, when the things that ain't going right in your life, when it drags you down in that valley... Now you're down there with the rest of them things that's dwelling down in there called the Amalekites. Are y'all getting this? See, with strife, contention, and all of that comes a whole lot of things. The Amalekites, depression, mm -hmm. frustration, anger. See, when you get in that mode, all that stuff's down in that valley. All of it. When things don't go your way and you get pulled down off in that thing... All kinds of stuff going on down in there. And that's what he's talking about here. Not only are the Midianites down in there, they, that, the Midianites' job is to pull you down in the valley. And when you get down in the valley, not only do you have to contend with the uh, uh, Midianites, but you got to contend with the Amalekites too. That's all that other stuff that come along with all that discomfort in your life. I hope I'm making sense up in there through the Holy Spirit of God. So God's word goes on, and, and he says now, in verse 12 now, he says now, they look like the valley like grasshoppers. 
because there's so many of them. Man, when that thing gets you, let me tell you something. When that thing gets you on the ropes, you, it's hitting you so fast, it feels like whatever's hitting you got more than two hands. Anybody been hit lately? I'm talking about really hit. Felt like it was, felt like octopus instead of just one thing. It had all kind of slaps and things hitting you one after another, and you trying to figure out what's going on. If it ain't hit you yet, just keep living. Just keep living. But it's all to the glory of God. He said it looked like grasshoppers down off in there for the multitude. And their camels, which are their burdens, were without, oh my God, were without number. Don't that thing burn you down? As the sand by the seaside for multitude. You know, you, you hear the old folks say, you know, just burdened by so much. You know. The camels, there were so many of them, the burdens. See, so many burdens come with being attached to sin and the world. So many burdens come with it. And we are so used to the burdens because it's all we've ever known until we think that that's the way life's supposed to be. And Christ said, in order for you to handle this, you got to, you got to come up. You got to rise. He said, you got to set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. See, some of us got our faith in our money. Some of us got our faith in our jobs. Some of us got our faith in the food we got. See, all that stuff can be wiped out in just like that. Some of us got our faith in our spouse. Yeah, I love my spouse, but she ain't going to be with me always. And I'm not going to be with her always. See, that's the day of reckoning. And that's just the way it is, y'all. See, I'm going to preach reality to us so that we can understand and start appreciating what we got now. We need to appreciate it. Because it's not going to be here all the time. This okey-doke religion they got going out here, no, we need a word from the Lord. To get us stirred up again in our right mind and get us to understand what God is trying to tell us because time is winding down. The burdens. The burdens. Verse 13 goes on and says, And when Gideon the warrior was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow. See, God always bring a revelation. <laughs> I say God always bring a revelation either through you or through somebody else. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. He said, now, Gideon came up on it, and there was a man that told the dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. And lo, a cake of barley bread... Ooh, that's the word of God. And look what it did. It tumbled. That means it moved its way. Mm -hmm. It moved its way into the host of that strife. 
and came unto a tent. That tent is a place in your mind. It represents your mind. And it smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay alone. How many of y'all know that God will bring a word to you that'll hit that place of contention and strife and frustration and anger and depression and all that old stuff that people go through. God will send a word up in there and move it out. But that word that comes up in there got to be moved in the anointing. I keep going back to that because if your ears aren't prepared to hear the anointing in the word, when you hear the anointing that's coming out of my spirit, if you aren't prepared in the anointing to hear what's being said, then it's not going to do you no good. This word is only going to help those who can identify with the power of the anointing. That's the only one that's going to help. It's not going to help a churchgoer, but it will help the one that has become the church. Because there's a big difference. You either come or you're with this ministry. One or the other. Ain't that what God gave you? Minister? That was powerful. So oh, I never looked at it that way. And I looked at this thing a whole lot of different ways. But it's the difference between being with. See, I'm with my wife. I just don't come into the house. I hope y'all don't either. Let me get back up here. I just don't come into the house because you can be in the house with somebody and still not be with them. But when I come into the house, I come into the house to be with. And when I'm apart from her, she's with me and I'm with her in here. Amen? Otherwise, it wouldn't make no difference when she come home. It wouldn't make no difference to her when I come home. We'd just be living up in there, covering over our heads, because it was cheaper to keep her. <laughs> huh? What I'm saying, church, it need to be some love in this thing, right? I had to break the seriousness of the, of the, of the word, you know what I'm saying, because it's pretty serious up in here. The word is pretty serious today. So I had to, I had to break it a little bit. Now let's get back to the seriousness of it, okay? Even though that was serious too. He said now, verse 14 says, And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joy, a man of Israel, for unto his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. See, sometimes it takes someone else to speak a word into you so that you can remove the fear in you and bring your victory. See, the person that had the dream, when they had the dream, God gave them the interpretation. He said, now, this, this, this is my Gideon here. Well, don't you think that the word got back to Gideon? Say, hey, you, 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 we got a word over here, a confirmation. 
Because God done already told him, all you got to do now, I've delivered him to your hand. And if you're still afraid, go with Christ, pure. Go on down there and take care of this. And then here comes a confirmation. See, every prophetic message is going to come with a confirmation. It's going to come with a confirmation. Yeah. And it ain't going to be no run around two times and twirl. It ain't going to be none of that witchcraft. See, that's witchcraft. See, see, church folk dealing in, somebody say, witchcraft. And they don't know no better because they're under a spell. It's called a spell of Christian dog. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It ain't the real gospel. See, the real gospel brings power. The real gospel, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men, not some, but all men unto me. Every job I go on, every place I go, the power of God is working so strong until men are drawn. People that you don't even know, they just begin to talk about things. I had one the other day, just come a girl working beside me, and she said, I need to ask you something. I said, what you need to ask me, dear? She said, do you ever see your daddy? I said, no. Never known him, but I still love him. She said, well, I done, my daddy done time, and I got some problems with him and this and that. I said, my son did too, but it's all right. I say, this is my best advice to you. Fix what you can, salvage what you can, and what you can't keep rolling. That's my advice. Otherwise, if you don't, you're going to be stuck down in there with them Mennonites and them Amalekites, and it's going to hold you back. You better learn what you can salvage. You better learn what you can change. And you better learn what you can't change and make the difference. Some things you can change. Ain't no need in you getting all stressed out on this stuff that's going on out here in the world and in the government and the terrorists and whatever. Ain't no need in you to stay under the covering of the Lord. Because whether you live or whether you die, you still win. You still win. See, we're in a no-lose situation if you're with Christ. Do you understand? <clears throat> We're going to round it up here shortly. Just here in about, probably about 15 minutes. Give me 15 more. Might, might do it in 10, but give, give me 15 more. Verse 13, verse 14, verse 15 says, <clears throat> and it was so. Didn't I tell you that Gideon heard the telling of the dream? Somebody's going to always reveal it to you. It's going to get back to you. And the interpretation thereof, that he worshiped, uh-huh. And we took, because he got a confirmation. And returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise. See, that's leadership. Arise, he told them. For the Lord hath delivered into your hand, your power, the host of Midian. If you're going through whatever it is you're going through, if you're worried about your family, if you're worried about your job, if you're worried about your health, whatever it is that you're worried about today, you don't have to worry about it no more. Just take God with you because he has delivered the Midianites as well as the Amalekites into your hand. 
your own power that he gave to you. Amen? Amen. See, God gave us all an extension of his power. We were made in the image and the likeness of God. His image being spiritual, his likeness being heavenly. We're spiritual beings, and we're going to get a heavenly body. But we so down low in the valley called the world until we can't look up. We can't look up and see just who we really are. Oh, but when God gives us a revelation, what a joy it is to wake up in the morning. You ever woke up in the morning and just didn't want to wake up? Am I talking to some real folk up in here? They just got tired of waking up. And then God come and just refresh you. Say, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I'm, I, I, I'm with you. And he just carries us, carries us right along. Even when faith ain't feeling like faith, even when it ain't looking like faith, ain't looking like, God is still working that thing in our life. And that's the good thing. He said he loads us up daily with benefits. That's what the word of God says. And his compassion is new every morning. That's his word. Mm -hmm. So verse 16 says that, and he divided the 300 men into three companies. Uh huh. That means it was 100 of them in each company. Which, when counted, means one. He's talking about us being in unity. That's what he's talking about. When we go to fight this war, we got to fight this war as a team. United. One mind, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, you know, all of that. One salvation. Mm -hmm. No, ain't no bunch of them. It's one. And he says, and he divided them before he done any of that. He divided them, put them in unity. And he put a trumpet, the sound of truth, in every man's power, every man's hand, with empty pictures. That means that you can't have nothing else in you now. That picture is your soul. Now, you're going to have to empty. We've got to empty this garbage up out of us. Am I, am I, am I talking to us? We've got to empty this garbage up out of us because we've got to make room for the Lord. Amen? See, the Lord made us out of the dust of the ground. Ain't no ingredients in that. Because he blew the breath of life. See, see that trumpet, when you sound the trumpet, what he's doing is he's telling us to sound the breath of life. Because when you blow, that's breath. He's telling us to sound, blow the breath of life. Like he blew it and life came. Man became a Living so, when we blow it and get people saved, that individual becomes a living soul. Amen? But until then, he's dead. All right? That's why I say when we go, we got to go in the anointing. When we speak, we got to speak with the anointing, with the authority of God, with the power of God. 
says here, put a trumpet in every man's hand when they were unified. They had emptied out. In other words, they became empty of themselves and of their desires, and their desires now were to please God and not themselves. And lamps within the pictures. Somebody go with me to Matthew. Shut up, minister. Somebody go with me to Matthew 5.14. See it for yourself. You think it's a joke up in here? See it for yourself. They had to empty out you and put that lamp inside that picture, right? Matthew 5.14 tells us what? That we are the what? Say it loud. We are the light of the world. See that light, that lamp, that word is inside of our soul. That picture, that picture which has been emptied out of all this foolishness in the world. And now it's been replaced with the word of God which makes us the light of God because Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And as in Christ, so are we. As in Christ, so are we. He said, now you take this lamp and you put it inside your soul and you empty all that other mess up out of there and you go forward. You go forward. You go forward. Verse 17 says, and he said, mm -hmm. and he said, look on me and do likewise. Behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it should be that as I do, you need to do it too. When I blow with a trumpet, uh-oh, I'm finna to put the breath of life in the truth on, on this. He said, when I blow, verse 18, when I blow with a trumpet, and I and all that are with me, when I breathe life, then blow, everybody, blow the trumpets also, not on one side, but on every side of all the camp, and say, the sword of the Lord is the same sword of Gideon. In other words, the same word of the Lord is my word too. And he said, when you come and you blow that trumpet, when you sound the truth, when you blow the breath of life on it, I want you to understand that you need to do it on every side because are we not troubled on every side? So don't leave nothing undone. Don't leave no gateway. Leave no room for the devil. Don't let him. Don't let him. We can't let him. And as we practice this more and more and more, we get better and better and more adept and more proficient at it. Amen? That's what we do. As we practice it more and more. As we practice our gifts more and more. Ain't no need in having a gift. If you ain't using it, if you set a, a apple 
in a barrel of apples. And ain't none of them being eaten. In other words, ain't none of them doing nothing. Guess what? It ain't going to be long for one start rotting and then the other one start rotting and then the other one start, and you're going to have a whole barrel of rotten apples. And it's the same way with us. Ain't no need in getting all this word in you and don't do nothing. You got to work this thing so he can give you some more. Because he got plenty. He got plenty. But you can't eat but so much. You can't eat but so much. And then you got to come and eat some more. Don't be like somebody I knew just kept all the plates in there and then been in there two weeks and then go go back and eat it and get sick. <laughs> what do you expect? You say, well, you lucky you live alive. Don't we know how to kill ourselves? Come on. Come on, y'all know we do. Yeah, we good at it. <laughs> we good at it. Hey, we real. Yeah, we good at it. Look at it. He says in verse 17, uh, verse uh, 19. Yeah, he says, so Gideon and the 300 men that were with him came to the outside of the camp, and they began in the beginning of what we call the middle watch. That means they came in the midst of their adversity. The middle watch is in being in the midst of your adversity. Don't run from it. No, in the midst of your adversity. And they had a newly, just as soon as they set that watch, Got to do it early. They blew the trumpet and break the pitchers that were in their hand. This we must have to understand. We got to set that watch and enter it quick. We got to breathe the breath of life on it real quick on that adversity that's in our life. We got to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. That break them pitches. We got to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord so that he will lift us up. And I'm going to tell you why. And three companies blew the trumpets, and then they break the pictures. Why is it that they had to break the pictures? Because, see, they had to be humbled. I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why. And then I'm going to quit. Quit it. The next verse. Look at Isaiah 57 15. Don't you see this? Now we're talking about breaking that picture, humbling ourselves. Amen? How <coughs> I mean, you know? God will put something on us and make us humble, right? Will He not? Yeah, He will too. Don't you get prideful and haughty because you think you're doing all right? You might not be doing all right. Oh boy, I seen a man tell a man one time, he said, he said, you might be in a fast trot already and you don't even know it. In other words, he finna do something to him and he didn't even know it. He said, you might be in a fast trot already and you don't even know it. I caught that. Yeah, we might be in a fast trot already and not even know it because we think we're doing all right and we're walking on banana peels. So don't get haughty. Don't get prideful. 
I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Ain't no big eyes and little U's in here. It's just us. Ain't but one big one, and that's Christ Jesus. We promote Jesus up in here. That's what we do. Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'm the one. If man is drawing them, something ain't right. It's got to be Jesus that's drawing them. It's got to be, y'all. Now, I'm being real with this thing. Look at verse 15. Are we there? Isaiah. Talking about that broken picture, that broken soul. Thus saith, for thus saith the high and the lofty one, the one that inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. Look where he dwells. He said, I dwell in the high and the holy place. With him, here it is, with him also that is of a contrite and a what? Humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the broken ones or contrite ones. God said, I dwell with those who have a broken soul who has placed the light of my lamp inside of them. And they dwell where I dwell. That's why Paul said, now you set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. Last verse. We're out of here. Judges. <coughs> Judges 7.21. After they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon, they all stood, every man in his place, round about the camp. Uh-huh. You got to put that word, that warrior got to be surround that camp where them devils are. And all the hosts ran and cried and fled. How did they do it? By the word of God, in the anointing, Going down there and doing what God had told them to do. How do we get the victory? Same way. By taking the word and the anointing and going and doing what God tells us to do. We can't, the map say do it and go this way. But you're going to go another way. Well, I'm going this way. I don't think that map is right. Don't you know there's a lot of people saying that about the Bible right today? Well, the Bible out of date. No, you out of date. Matter of fact, you ain't never been in date. Because you don't understand through the anointing what the Bible is saying. Well, you know. This man prophesied this and that man prophesied that. He can't prophesy nothing that ain't already been prophesied. All you got to do is read the Bible and you'll know all the prophecies. <laughs> all you can do is repeat some things. Mr. Prophet. <laughs> it's, and, and it sounds like something new to people who haven't studied and made themselves approved. But every prophetic word that come from all the ministers in this house including myself is backed up somewhere in there. Because 
Ain't nobody getting up here going to start talking crazy unless they can show me in now. And if they do, then I'm going to come see them because that's my job. Why? Because I got y'all people on a plane. And this plane is heaven bound. And if I wreck this plane, I'm going to be in trouble with God. But guess what? You're going to be in trouble too. Because we're all going to be dead. Amen? So let's give God some praise for his guidance and his care and his love. Let's give him some praise up in it. Give him some praise like you mean it. Give him some praise like you mean it up in here. You know? Give, it, give God some praise up in here like you mean it. You're hollering at them football games and them basketball games and all that, and I do it too. But when I come up in here too, I give God his glory. Amen? Amen. Come on up, brother. God bless y'all. Thank you.